Warning! The following podcast may contain language and subject matter not suitable for all ages or everyone. If you don't like what you're listening to, please press stop. In this episode of the Tang Warner Podcast. What are you doing these days in July? I think it was toward the end of July, the 25th or 26th or something like that. And uh, I said, well, I got to teach a summer camp at that time. And they said, do you want to go to Docto? You said the Board of Education? put this together the office of education yeah. what yeah. was the purpose of putting this together so they got and, you know we we sat through a lecture where an american guy talked about the history and why this is so important to korean people i saw a documentary on on these these rocks not really an island it's just a couple of rocks a couple right? rocks yeah uh and they go by the you know the line of sight the Chang Warner, the social media podcast for Changwon City, South Korea, with your hosts, Scott and Dee. It's the Chang Warner podcast, the podcast that brings you some of the lives of people living and working in South Korea, and in particular, Changwon. Once again, my name is Scott, one of the hosts. The other host sitting across from me is Dee. Dee, how's it going? Good, man. How are you doing tonight? Not too bad. And we have... This is one of our first repeat guests we have on the podcast today. A good friend of mine, one of my best. His name is Adam Kent. Top of the evening to you. How are you, buddy? Good, thanks. I just ate your your stew, man. It was fucking awesome. Thank you. Are you? Do you have any desire to come back to the uh, the market and do another sales? Could do. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. We next one is going to be on November twelfth. Okay. That's about a month from now. Four weeks from today. All right. You know, we have payday between then. It gives me plenty of time to think about it. What yeah. would you actually? What would you want to make? Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to do chili again, but I'd like to also do something else. So, something that complements the chili, like mm, no. <gasps> what if so, you did poutine? Poutine would be all right if I could find cheese curds. Oh, I'm pretty sure we can figure that out. Yeah. Do you know how popular that would be if you did poutine? Yeah, it'd probably be a probably sell like hotcakes i think it would i think you'd be sold out in the probably the first hour mm. yeah yeah most likely let's let's oh, i don't want to push you but it's your thing but i could i could help you find the poutine the uh cheese curd if you wanted okay anyway scott yeah so adam's back on the podcast and since he was on last time he had a little trip to a famous small island tsukushima in korea oh sorry dokdo which uh it's always been a topic of debate in the country. Not really. In both countries, in Japan and Korea. Right. So uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about duck dough first. Okay. Duck dough or duck dough? Duck dough. Duck dough. Duck dough. <clears throat> so this is a small island that is kind of a conflict here. In terms of Korea, say they own it. Japan says they own they own the island. Yes, and the reason there's such a demand on both sides for the small because literally it's kind of just a rock. It's a couple of rocks, yeah. A couple yeah. of rocks. There's what? How many people live there? It's only police officers. I'd say there's probably mm, fifty. 50 police officers there but oh, they're really but they're well armed like they, they korean ca- police officers yeah they carry like carbine rifles and stuff you know yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think if they put military there it would be 
it would be a sign of aggression. So, so I they think just in put a police smart, officers yeah, in, in a smart way. They just have police officers have the armed there to police make, officers. It look, make it look a little more benign. Yeah. yeah. Which. <laughs> so before we get into your visit there. Sure. What is the reason both countries are so adamant about owning this? Um, well, you could interpret it in many ways. My, in my opinion, Korea stakes the claim because of history and because of, uh, they see it as, as Korean territory and they don't want to give it up to Japan. They would see that as a massive defeat. And I think Japan wants it because of, maritime dominance in the east sea or as they call it the sea of japan mm, I, I agree with uh, the the second theory because uh i mean if you if you have any claim to any islands then the shipping rights you have and in between is just massive you have just much more benefits to have that than you would if you didn't you'd have to pay i don't know what it is I, i'm not sure too sure but i think you have to pay a lot of money to actually yeah and there's also some people speculate that there are some natural gas uh resources underneath those rocks which you yeah. know is is not unfounded but i don't think much research much research has gone into that see i've never far. i've never heard Either of those two reasons that you mentioned, but okay. the, sec- the third one that you did, I've heard that, and I've also heard it's over, like a uh, fishing, okay, territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's yeah. that's another reason. Yeah, fishing okay. territory and possible whether it's natural gas or oil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the main reason between the both countries. That's right. Yeah, maritime laws. Uh, if I do believe, uh, it's three miles out from your own border. So if you claim. Another, the law of the sea is three miles out because back in the time, back in the day, that's how far a cannonball could shoot. Oh, okay. So that's, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's how far out is the, is how much you have sovereignty over your own lands. Mm. But, uh, then there's another, I can't remember, there's another 160 miles or 180 miles after that. You would have rights to the shipping, uh, I guess. I'm okay. Not quite sure. But anyway, so how was your trip, bud? It was good. Um, so how this all started, I was at work one day and I got a call from the Office of Education and they said, hey, uh, what are you doing on these days in July? I think it was the, towards the end of July, the 25th or 26th or something like that. And uh, I said, well, I got to teach a summer camp at that time. And they said, do you want to go to Docto? And I said, well, yeah, but I'd love to, but I have this summer camp. And they said, no, no, don't worry. Like, we're, we'll call your school. You'll be exempt from the summer camp. And I was like, well, in that case, fuck yeah, I'll do it. And it was a free trip, all expenses paid. It was great. So um, eventually I actually negotiated with my school to have that summer camp postponed till after my summer vacation uh, in August where I went to Vietnam, but that's a whole different story. And uh, so this one Sunday, I went up Sunday evening, I went up to Pohong and I met up with some other teachers uh, public school teachers in Gyeongnam. Some of them were from Masan and Haman and Jinju. And I think one, another one was from Changwon. And, um, we stayed, we spent the night in Pohong. And then the next day we set, set sails for, uh, Ulongdo, which is, uh, an island. It's about, I think it's like three hour, three or four hour ferry ride from Pohong to Ulongdo. And, um, we stayed at a resort there. It was quite nice. 
And, you know, we, we sat through a lecture where an American guy talked about the history and why this is so important to Korean people. And I thought, okay, we're going to go out to Dokdo and like, we'll stay on Dokdo and stuff. But no, like, uh, <laughs> I'd say 97% of the trip was spent on Ulongdo. <laughs> we, we did take a ferry to Dokdo and we were lucky because sometimes if the waters are choppy, they won't let you actually land there. <laughs> but we were lucky that day because the waters were calm uh-huh. and we went there and they said, okay, go out. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to climb Dokdo and I'm going to see the whole fucking thing. But, no, we just kind of like hung out on the pier and took pictures, and we were only there for 30 minutes. But, so you uh, said the Board of Education put this together? The Office of Education, the yeah. Office. What yeah. was the purpose of putting this together? So they got, what, foreigners or teachers from different cities? Yeah, it was, it was yeah, there were a lot of us from all over Korea, and um, I think it was just basically to, to raise awareness um, and to show that foreigners in korea support the idea that dokdo is korean territory Mm. yeah but um just to spread the rumors well that's the thing like we'll talk about this a little bit later on i recently went to japan and i talked to a japanese person about this and he had a totally different idea of why they sent us there but i don't know if you want to discuss that now sure yeah go on do it what do you mean you you met a japanese person or you met a korean living in japan no well i well both but uh I went to Osaka two weeks ago for the long weekend. Two, was that two weeks ago? Yeah, maybe two or three weeks ago. Yeah. And um, I stayed at an Airbnb. I share. I was in an apartment with a Japanese fellow, and uh, he had a spare bedroom. Yeah. And uh, we went out the first night, and we were, you know, he was showing me around the neighborhood. This is like central Osaka, and we had a few drinks, and we went to this wine bar. And uh, I said, hey, I know how Japan has, like, these disputed islands, like, not only with Korea, but also with Russia and with China and with, you know, a lot of a lot of countries in the region. And I said, have you heard of Dokdo? And he goes, no, we, we call it Takashima. Tsukushima. Takashima. Tokushima? Takashima is another island. Oh, okay. Tokushima. Tsukushima. Tsukushima. Sorry. Tsukushima. Yeah, yeah. So, um... He goes, yeah, we call it Tsukushima. And I said, take a look at this. And I pulled out my wallet and I had this, this card. I still have it. And this is card that says I'm a doc, an honorary Docto resident. And it has my picture on it. And it's got a picture of Docto and it's got the Korean flag and everything. And, uh, he goes, why did you go there? And I told him the whole thing, what I just told you guys. And he goes, oh, do you know why they sent you there? And I said, I think it was just like, uh, spread awareness or something he's like no that's that's propaganda mm. and i was like "Ooh, now we're getting into some interesting waters here but uh yeah and then later on sorry takashima is right okay so yeah is right. another island. so uh then later on in that trip he and i went to um a very famous area in in osaka called uh totombori um and we went to this bar and there were Actually, there was a Korean guy working as a bartender, and there was another Korean guy who was a patron. And I showed them my doctor card, and this big beaming smile came over their faces, and they shook my hand. One guy hugged me, mm. and uh, I could just see this Japanese guy kind of like, you know, 
like wincing or kind of like scowling. Mm. So I guess it is a very big area of contention between these two countries. I didn't realize it was that. I thought I thought it was just kind of like bickering, but I think it honestly is uh, a big a big problem between them. Yeah, it's a touchy subject. Yeah, I know. I don't bring it up where I work or with students, and uh, I can't like make fun of. Oh, it's not Korea that owns the island, stuff like that. Yeah, where I work. Yeah. I saw a documentary on on these these rocks. Not really an island; it's just a couple of rocks. A couple right? of rocks, yeah. Uh, and they go by the you know the line of sight, so the curvature of the Earth, right? Mm. And if you're looking at an island or you're looking somewhere with large telescope out in the the center of where it would be between Japan and Korea, it's very it's visible. You can see it. In from Korea, but from Japan, you can't see it. It's just too far. It's okay. too far. It's closer to Korea than it is Japan. You can see it from Ulongdo on a clear day. They mm-hmm. told me uh, when we went to the the summit of like the highest peak in Ulongdo. Mm-hmm. They said on a clear day, like you can actually see Dokdo from. But from mainland Korea and mainland Japan, it is closer to mainland Korea than it is closer to Japan. Okay. So from yeah. the the actual like the the way the math works, I don't, I don't know. The history behind it is. Pretty interesting because, you know, as you know, Korea or sorry, J- Japan colonized Korea from 1910 until 45 mm. and, and 45, they basically said, yeah, we're going to hand all this shit that we stole from you back to you. And they did include Dokdo in that. And then a couple of years went by and I think it was like 1948 or 1949 and Japan said, oh, wait a second. Actually, that was ours. Uh, Dokdo was ours. And Korea was like, fuck you. <laughs> and, uh. And Japan just basically said, no, 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 we, we made a mistake. That was, that was originally ours. In the States, if you look it up on Wikipedia, they refer, they refer to them as the Lion Court Rocks or Leon Court Rocks. Leon Court Rocks, yeah. And that's because it's named after some French ship, ship that, uh, shipwrecked there a long time ago, back in the 1800s or something like that. I remember, uh, I'm pretty sure the international community of some, I don't know if it was the UN or whatever, said or declared that they were Japan's. Yeah. Um, well, I think the States a few years ago, I think the States sided with Korea, but the thing is, and this, the Japanese guy brought up this point, which I think is actually a pretty valid point, but he said, uh, we want to take it to an international court. And Korea has always said, no, no, we're not going to do that. Like, uh, this is not an international uh, issue. This is just a regional issue between us. We can sort it out, you know, just the two of us. And Japan is kind of like, well, doesn't that spell it out to you? Like, if we if we brought it to a court and you lost, then I think if they lost, I think if Korea lost, they, it would just be like totally shameful. You know, like it would be it would be devastating because, you know, as you know, if you walk around any public school here, they have posters up that the kids make that say, Dokdo is Korea, Dokdo is Korean territory and all this stuff. Well, so, and in a sense too, that's a bit of brainwashing as well. Don't you think? Would you, would you consider it to be propaganda? Like the guy said, or uh, it's, it's, I don't know. These days I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a quandary because anything I listen to or anything I read I question the hell out of it mm. and everybody's going to have an opinion. Yes or no. And to my, my real honest is, I don't know. It sounds like brainwashing, but it okay. sounds like it could be propaganda, but I don't know. I mean, probably 
you know, history is written by the government that wants us to remember only the, what they want us to remember. Yeah. You know, so that's with any country, with any country. Any it's, country yeah, yeah, it's so like in Japan, um, some of the textbooks, they have, uh, not included any of the, what the Japan has done in their history in China in the Philippines and all the islands around here, all of the, the, the colonization or the attempted colonization and the brutal brutality that they inflicted on all these countries. They don't include that in the history. How books. about in the States? Do they mention the internment camps? That, that people in Japan? No, they don't. We, we never learned about it. I learned that after. Yeah, so I learned that in, yeah, it happens everywhere. I learned it in university. I didn't learn that until I was well out of public schools. Yeah. You know, that, that's something that that's not taught. You mm. know, we did, America did put Japan into internment camps. Mm. You know, I mean, look at, look at some of this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love my people. I don't love my government. Okay. Uh, in the government in the, in the past, I don't know. I can't say. See, I don't it, know. I don't know. In since Ca I've been alive, the government's been fishing me. In Canada, when I was in high school, they did acknowledge things like residential schools where they took, uh, aboriginals and they put them in these schools where the, a lot of these kids were molested and beaten by by catholic priests and it was you know it was an attempt for the government to assimilate these aboriginals into into white uh european um uh, society yeah. but it was a massive failure and they do acknowledge it so i, I was curious you know if they mention those kind of things in american textbooks so yeah well we're still we still celebrate we just had it uh this past uh week on monday we have columbus day mm. which was columbus brought the biggest genocide in the, in the entire yeah, fucking he was world. a bastard eh? it was the biggest the, the the it wasn't even columbus columbus didn't even hit america he hit the bahamas but other explorers after that came and they just brought with them the white death. They brought everybody. I mean, the, the massacre of the Native American people of, of the United States is the biggest genocide the world's ever seen. It's bigger than what Hitler did to the Jews. It's bigger than what Australia and, and British did to the Aborigines there. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than, than any of that. The hundreds of millions of people died. Yeah, I think time. I well I I I heard one time like in North America it was at least 65 million and in South America it was something like 85 million. Yeah. Like people killed. Yeah, and just, that's a rough estimate obviously they didn't have it documented or anything. Yeah, yeah. So I mean I yeah, just inc including like just in, in not not just uh, North America but in South America too. Yeah. The Spanish went in and they just they just fucking murdered everybody, mm -hmm. right? And that, that's what well, we still celebrate Columbus Day, which I'm pretty disgusted about. That's mm. just we, we, he didn't even found America. He didn't even find America. He found, he found like Bahamas. the West Indies. Right? What's, yeah. what's the difference of that in Thanksgiving? In Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is actually a celebration of where the Indians came to give the starving pilgrims because they didn't know how to live on that in the land. They didn't couldn't Plymouth, find food. Plymouth Rock. They came to bring food to the the settlers there and to actually like make a peace because they knew that they, they would watch and they'd see that they were starving. So that's why Thanksgiving is is like that. Thanksgiving is a is a, is a, is a, is an act of the Indians. So we are giving thanks to the people that we tried to take over that we took over, and saying thanks for that. So that's basically what it is. Okay. Huh. Well, anyway, yeah, let's, yeah we're his, getting off the rails here, but his, <laughs> not really. But well, okay. history history is a blur. Yeah. Yeah. To me, like anything over a week ago, is questionable. Oh, last night for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it all comes down to what somebody said, too much or what somebody wrote, or 
Yeah, it's, it's there just, are some things that science can and is starting to make an educated guess of what actually happened or what. But it, it makes me though. It makes me almost not want to read anymore. If that makes sense, because what I read. You know, I will, I will question, of course, but is there going to be a right answer what I read? I think you no. like this book that I just read, uh, Skeptic by Michael Sherman. Oh, He's yeah. on Rogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he basically says exactly what you just said. Like, you have to be very careful of, of You cannot you regurgitate anything else, anything again about what you read. Yeah, you and know, he basically, you know, unless in it's book, a, yeah, in this book, he basically says, like, do not rely on anecdotal evidence. You have to, like, look at the data and everything that's, like, empirical evidence. Uh, you know, you things that yeah. are solid. Right. You, know? you, you can't look at any of anything that anybody says anymore. Um, and consider that to be a truth. Even in the, even though they say that here's a good point. I was listening to Joe Rogan today with, uh, Jesse Ventura mm-hmm. and they were talking about the, um, the sniper, the, the American hero, the iconic guy yeah, yeah, yeah. that they made the movie out of Clint Eastwood made the movie out of American sniper. And he was just a fucking liar. Yeah. He just lied, lied his way through that pretty much the whole book. He even lied about his metal count. Yeah. About the bronze stars and the silver stars. Yeah. And Jesse Ventura came up with a good point. Or no, it was, it was, uh, Rogan came up with a good point. He's like, they said he had three silver stars and five bronze stars in the book, I think it was. And when it was really one and three. Why would you even want to lie about one and three? That's like something nobody gets. That's still gets. a great accomplishment, right? That's something yeah. that's like saying, oh, I didn't climb Everest once. I climbed it three times. Yeah. You know, like, what, what, what's the difference? There's really no difference. So why don't you just not tell the truth? Yeah. I think, uh, they also made a good point. Like, like in the movie, they say, Oh, you know, he was dealing with vets who had post-traumatic stress disorder by Mm. taking them to a gun range. Like what the fuck? Like that's the last place you'd want to take someone like this. Yeah. And, and, and and so uh, like, um, I, I never realized how, how like this is, this is now going to become history. This is going to become history 50 years from now his story is going to become history and, and history is going to look at it as like, this is one of the greatest military vets ever. Mm-hmm. And maybe he was, I don't fucking know. I didn't, I didn't know the guy. I didn't, I wouldn't serve with them, but Jesse Ventura is like, it's based on a lie. Everything, everything that happened. And it, and, and he, he's tarnished his name too. Jesse Ventura says his career is done. Yeah. His reputation is shot. He's gotten death threats from like numerous people. He's, he can't go out into public sometimes because people will yell at him in public. Yeah. But again, you're going back to, he said, she said. That's right. You're right. And so now what you're doing, you're taking Jesse the body Ventura's side. Mm, Which. No, I, I tend to believe no, because this is empirical evidence, Scott. Because he there, did, there are, he won a court trial. Yeah, he won a court but trial. It's going back to court. Well, it is going back to court. But anyway, I'm not saying that Jesse's not. I'm just saying, like, uh, looking back at say countries, like before, you're saying Japan puts this in their history books, mm. but then you were saying other things, like this is what really happened. But you're basing that off of what other other countries? No, I'm just saying that said he, like, what happened. Well, I mean, it, it, it. What do you? What give me? What are you talking about? What I mean? What? What did I say? <clears throat> Tell me specifically. Uh, I don't remember exactly. You were talking about Japan and their history books don't include what mm. they did in this country, what they did in, in this country. Yeah. Yeah. But you're taking 
the word of maybe books or people from other countries well, I mean, saying that they did this and they did the this. Thousands no, I'm, not, of I'm, not, I'm not saying no, that. It I, didn't I, happen. I, I can see your point. It's, it's it, you know, I'm, I'm saying this or saying this, but... Especially it, when you come... It is, it is uh, you, you're, yeah, I am taking a side. I am taking still a side, what you're saying. Or I am saying that, that based on the evidence that I'm saying, so really... I really don't know. All I know is that more people on this side are saying that it is true and less people on this side are saying it's true. Right. And there's a lot of it that I'm sure scholars and scientists can't say, okay, well, this is probably mm. what happened. Uh. But I'm just saying anything, especially when you're talking 100 years ago or even less, you know, nobody knows exactly what happened. Well, I mean, I mean, you look at England. England occupied twenty five percent of the world at one point. Well, I mean, you, you look at something like the Holocaust. Did yeah. that happen? Some people think it didn't happen. Mm. You know, some people think we didn't. That America didn't go to the moon. Yeah. You know, there's, I, there's, I might be on that boat actually. There's, there's, there's people that um, that that will discredit historical significant events significant events but maybe we're just living, they want to argue a point maybe we're, they just we're want to sound in a day and age where not many people believe whatever the government tells us anyway now uh yeah like you're saying about going to the moon or you can say anything jfk 911 who, uh, who knows what really happened well i mean and i don't think we ever will well i, I do believe though that that if you look at you know you gotta you gotta look if you're gonna find out the truth to something if you are gonna find out a truth you have to look at the many different sources to find out a truth uh -huh. you can't just read one All thing right. and, and say this is true yeah so with something like nine eleven there are I don't want to get into nine eleven countless well any any um any uh, any significant historical or event like this you listen to all of the different scientists, physicists, bomb technicians, everybody that will go into this. And there might be people that might debunk them as well. But if you listen to an argument in many different people that, ha that are in the argument, your heart tends to sway maybe biasly towards one side. Yeah. And you all wanna, you can do is pick a side. You, you want to believe it's true. It, it, that's what it is. Even if you don't that's know, all, that's all you can do. As far as I was always on, like I'm a science guy. I'm on the side of science. But now these days, like you're talking about whatever event, whether it be nine eleven or whatever, you can find the scientists, physicists, or physicists to say this side of the story. Mm -hmm. But you can find same job people. You that know, are trying to, trying to discredit to them. the other side. Right. And both sides are being paid by somebody. That's, yeah. Or they're, so, yeah, or they're publishing books too for yeah. personal gain. So, for personal gain. All I know that is, that is becoming... All I know is what uh, I see. You can't trust I, one thing is, what I trust is what I see. Well, I even, I, even though I don't really trust what I see it very yeah, much sometimes. That's, that's but looking at something like 9-11, just something like that, just from what I see... 
planes hitting the building. Some people think the planes didn't hit the building. Did you know that there's a group of people out there that, that think the planes did not hit the building? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm well-versed in the conspiracy theory of that. This is... I'm one of them. Yeah. Yeah. You showed me the footage. Anyway. And I just know the techniques of doing it. Yeah. On the computer. Anyway, uh, the, the way the buildings fell, mm. you know, if you hit a tree with an airplane... Which way is the tree going to fall? It's not going to fall straight down. It's going to fall like it's toppling over, like it's going to go to right, one side. Yeah, okay. I don't know if tree is a good example because well, it would just hit, go through it. Well, that's what I'm saying. It would go through it. It would go through it. And if it hit the tree, let's say it hit the tree in the middle, it would just, it would bend the tree at a 90 degree angle. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a bomb technician, but... The way those buildings fell, in my heart of hearts, I don't believe that it was caused by the airplane. Hmm. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I'm going to definitely give you this book then. Did you know, how much air do you think was in those buildings? 95%, 95% of it was yeah. air. Yeah. The reason being is when it fell all to the ground, mm. it was only two or three stories high mm. when all that was said and done. Yeah. And also, like, people who say, you know, like, jet jet fuel can't melt steel beams and everything, they don't take into account all of the stuff that's got set on fire and raised the temperature, you know, all the paper, the curtains, the okay. rugs, all that shit. Yeah. But the, the entire building did not catch fire. Simul like simultaneously at one moment did the whole building catch fire, which means everything would have burned at the same rate, which means if it did burn at the same rate, possibly the buildings could have fallen straight down, but that's okay. highly unlikely. Anyway, without getting into all this nine eleven conspiracy, mm. like tying it back, like you were talking about the guy from uh, American Sniper, yeah, and this, you know, the story comes out, people fall in love with it in America, mm. they love it, and then things start coming out saying, okay, well, maybe this isn't true, maybe this isn't true, but. He became so popular and kind of like the fad or the new hype mm. that people don't care. Mm. They don't care what they hear. They just don't like care Trump. what they hear. They just believe not, what they want to believe. Not just like Trump, but what, what? I was, uh, was going to say, like, they don't care if you say, well, he lied about this. It doesn't matter. Screw you. Mm. He's an American hero because they've already put him on that pedestal. Yeah, yeah. And they don't want to lose that. And mm. that's the way things are in Korea. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That yeah. all that's, comes down that's to... That's the way it is with Ducto. That is mm. the way with, I don't know, when, when something comes out, like, take Sai. I think, though, Ducto, from the people I know in Japan and the people I know in Korea, Ducto is much more important to Korea than it is for Japan. Mm-hmm. I think Japan is only holding on to it as they just don't want to lose to Korea. Yeah, and I think also well, that can be on both sides. When you say no, it. I think because I think though Koreans it, and I do believe that Dokdo belongs to Korea. Mm -hmm. And I think also like when you when you definitively take a side, there's also like a thing confirmation bias if you are presented with any contradictory evidence and you're going to stick to your guns you're just going to easily dismiss it or be like no fuck that or you won't even listen to it yeah you won't listen to it you'll just be like no which no. they're at the point now where yeah. they're, they're not yeah kind of say well all right well i, th I think it's, it's 
like I said, it's kind of like Psy in terms. When I first came to Korea, Psy was popular. He had a song out called Champion, mm-hmm. which is a ripoff of a Herbie Hancock song. Yeah. But anyway, Psy went to the States, went to a music school or art school. Yeah. And he, I think he might have got arrested for... No, he got arrested in Korea. Drinking. No, no in the States he got arrested. No, he got arrested. For drinking and giving booze to minors and possibly doing some sort of drug. He was arrested in Korea for marijuana. So Koreans turned their back on him. Mm. He was banned, and they stopped all sales of his albums. And then uh, roughly a 10-year period went by, and Psy came out with this new song, new album. And it became popular. What song is that? I don't think I've ever heard that song. it (laughs) It became popular in other countries. Yeah, and suddenly Korea jumped back on the side train. Back on the side train, even though they banned his albums, and but because he was promoting Korean culture, K-pop, and all that stuff. Well, he was just popular. He yeah. was famous, and yeah. he was Korean. Yeah, and and source of national so pride, kind of thing. Did you, suddenly he was all thumbs up, all good, even yeah. though. Yeah, well, that just goes back to tribalism. If if you're, you know, if you do something against the tribe, you know, fuck you. If you if you do something for the tribe on your own, which is the, the tribe recognizes that, yeah, him making a, a huge album like that would make Korea famous all over the world. So they bring him back in. Right. They just they because it got famous around the world. Around the world before before it came, yeah, in Korea. And now he's he walks around like he's a president of the United States. He's he's just super famous. Probably could be if he ran <laughs> now. He'd be a better yeah. But yeah, uh, if he ran for uh, Korea, he'd probably fucking win, eh? Uh, yeah, probably. Could, I, I mean, don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I heard that his dad is loaded. Like his dad owns like some huge fucking tuna company or something. Well, they had enough money to send him to the states and yeah. study and. But anyway. I'm just saying, Koreans, when they get behind something, there's no changing it. Oh, yeah, there's no turning back, for sure. And Ducto might be that way. You know, I don't know. Why Why is it that Korea has a presence on the island? Did they just say, well, let's get some people over there, like police officers or whoever lives on the island? Yeah. They just did it first? Yeah, they basically did it first, and... uh and it, yeah, I think they're always like, they're always bickering between each other. You know what else is interesting is when I was in that neighborhood I mentioned earlier, this just popped in my brain. But in Japan? Yeah, in Osaka, in Dotonbori, mm-hmm. I walked by the Korean embassy and it was guarded by police officers who were there 24-7, just like the American embassy in Seoul. And I said to the Japanese guy, I said, what's going on? Why did, Why is there a police presence here? And he said... Oh, you know, Japan, we don't have a lot of, we're, we're not very friendly with our neighbors. And I was like, fuck, you know? That's like any embassy though in Japan. Yeah, but I mean, I like, mean, I, I go there to yeah. renew my visas once in a while. And yeah. The embassy, the Korean embassy I go to 
has it's, it's, yeah, arms. It's on lockdown, eh? Well, it's funny when Not you... on lockdown, but... Well, it's funny when you go to Seoul, though, and you see the heavy, heavy police presence around the American embassy, and then you walk to the Canadian embassy, and it's just like some old man sweeping up fucking leaves mm-hmm. on, on well, the street. Well, Canadian, the Canadian embassy is inside a factory. <laughs> <laughs> So hard to find. Like, you gotta go. Yeah, it's the, like one of, one of those side they, they, streets. They got, right? they got the security guard people at the gate, like any factory would. Mm. Yeah, and they have. I think I'm pretty sure they have a metal detector, but there's nobody there to really check. They're just kind I of. I never like, had any of those problems. So I have a, I have a question. That Canada actually has a dispute with some islands, in another country. Um. Well, the Arctic definitely. Is, yeah, you know, and we, and. There's one island that I've heard this story. I don't know if it's true or not. You guys have to tell me. Um, that I read where Canada periodically, them and the other country that they're, they're not at war, but that, that they have, you know, uh, disagreement with Canada will go up and they'll take out their flag and put in Canada's flag and leave a bottle of Canadian whiskey. Oh, yeah. And the other country, it's Russia, it's probably Russia. No, it's some, it's schnapps. No, but Schnapps. I think, I think it's Russia that you're talking about. It could be either Russia or Denmark. I think it's Denmark because yeah. uh, it's not. It's a European Union country. It's not Russia. It's okay. it's it's they'll they'll go and they'll fighting over some piece of ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll yeah. go and then the Danish. I think it's the Danish uh, will come. They'll take out their flag, Canada's flag, put in their flag, and leave a bottle of Schnapps. Well, I remember learning in high school where there were some islands up near in British Columbia that are on the border between British Columbia and or near the border between British Columbia and Yukon and Alaska. And these islands, Canada was like, no, these are ours. And the Americans, this is during Theodore Roosevelt's days, you know, like the, uh, the rough riders and the Americans said, no, there are fucking islands. And we were like, no, 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 no. These are our islands. And then Theodore Roosevelt sent up fucking American troops to Alaska and Canada was like, yeah, okay, uh, you take them. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> land has always, uh, always been a conflict throughout history yeah. with countries. Well, that's the only reason people think, have militaries, yeah. right? So you don't uh, come take yeah. our land and we, no, there's we can come land, take your there's land. There's religion, there's a lot of different things, but... Anyway, as far as duck, 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 duck goes, mm-hmm. like I'm sure Adam, you're one of the few foreigners that I know that have vis- actually visited. Adam, would Every, you- everybody knows about it, mm-hmm. but you actually uh, stood. Hey, and if you ever get the opportunity, I would recommend it. I recommend that's Ulo- exactly I would recommend, what I was going to I would recommend Ulongdo on its own. I you, would, know, I would, like, you don't even have to go to Doctor. Like Ulongdo is great. It's beautiful. It's like a huge fishing community. They sell pumpkin, makgeolli. They're big on seafood. Like, I had a blast when I was there. Dokdo, I was only there for about 30 minutes, which was cool. You know, I took a night, like, some nice pictures. The water was, like, crystal clear. Did they take pictures of you guys? Oh, yeah. They took pictures of us. Yeah. I haven't seen them, though. I didn't know. I don't know if they went into any publications, but they probably did. I would definitely taking pictures with my finger up my nose. But yeah, I tried to, I wanted to ascend the island because there's a big, it's like a big rock. Hmm. And uh, the police officers were like, no, you can only stay here on the pier. And I was like, what the fuck? You know? Like, so anyway, that's uh, kind of a little bit about Ducto. And uh, yeah, I will stick with Korea owning it, I guess. 
Yeah, I'm on the side of Korea. I'm, I'm, I'm a supporter of Korea. I really don't know all the history and everything behind it. To well, you know, you just read up on it and logically make, make a guess, draw your own just, conclusions. I mean, I'm I'm totally on your side. Like, yeah, Korea all the way. Mm. I'm married to a Korean, so of course I'm doctor all the way. <laughs> anyway, so. That was a little bit about Ducto. We'd like to thank Adam for being on the show. Actually, we're going to, maybe next week, we're going to do a little new podcast format. Yeah, so you're going to come back on the show next week? Okay. Because this, uh, this was your idea. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do a, a type of a movie idea that Adam has and see how it goes. And maybe once a month or something, we'll... So it'll be actually Adam hosting the show next week. Sounds good to me. But how can people get in touch with you if they wanted to? Well, I'm on Facebook, Adam Maxwell Kent. I'm on Twitter, at Elver Stalwart. That's E-V-E-R-S-T-A-L-W-A-R-T. And occasionally on Docto. And occasionally on Docto. And well. you've been fighting with uh, Corey Feldman. Yes, and I, and I got a like from Monica Lewinsky, the actual Monica Lewinsky the other day, verified account, so... Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, she's great. Twitter celebrity. Monica yeah. Lewinsky. Oh, the, so Monica Lewinsky and Corey Feldman. Bill, Bill Clinton's old flame, yeah. <laughs> so who do you All think right. you're going to get a like from next? I don't know. I hope it's like somebody like Jeff Goldblum or someone. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> DD, people, how can people get in touch with you? Just reach out and touch me, baby. No, just uh, through the Changwater, d at changwater.com. And I'm Scott. You can get in touch with me at scott at changwater.com or anything Changwater or anything at hellosscott.com. And just to mention, we also started up a new podcast with D and his wife. Oh, my goodness. Which is called Married to a Foreigner. Mm. That's a little bit about life. Being married to somebody from a different culture or a different country. Are you yeah. guys going to have guests for that, or is it just you two? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just follow what the big boss man says. Okay. So, uh, yeah, check out that at marriedtoaforeigner.com. And uh, we'll s- catch up next week with a new show idea being hosted by Adam. Be Adam Part 2. Actually, Part 3. <laughs> so thanks for listening uh, those of you here in Korea and around the world and we're going to catch you on the flip side thanks for tuning in to the Changwana Podcast stay tuned for our next episode